Welcome back to the Celtics Corner, hosted by Brian Nestor, where we recap every Celtics game. Joined by special guests with in-depth breakdowns, latest topics, and everything and anything for your Boston Celtics. Do you breed gleaning gold? Please go follow my social media at Celtics Corner underscore on Twitter and Instagram for live game updates, posts, and discussions for your Boston Celtics. Happy Friday, guys. I got my margarita here. I'm ready to kick off the weekend because we're riding it off with an overtime thriller with the Celtics getting their revenge on their finals rematch, the Golden State Warriors. Last night, they won in an overtime thriller, 121 to 118. Man, was it a nail biter, but what a game. I mean, I could have been more ecstatic about the outcome and how the game was played. Wasn't the best game by the Celtics, but they got the job done. The eight-game winning streak continues, and and it's just, the, it's a great weekend for the Celtics going into it. So let's break it down for you. So like I said earlier, 121 to 118, the Celtics won. Uh, continue the eight-game winning streak. However, Jason Tatum, 34 points, 19 rebounds, career high, six assists, and three steals. Uh, not, not, not the best shooting performance by Jason Tatum. For whatever reason, Tatum just cannot get into a good rhythm when playing the Warriors. I can't remember the last time Tatum had an actually good uh, performance playing them. And th- and you're not on the road this time. You're at home. And he still struggled just like he did in the playoffs. Now, 34 points, that's great. However, nine field goals, nine for 27, not so good. 12 from 12 from the line, which is good. We'll talk about free throws later on in the podcast. But I just, I don't know what to say here. 9 for 27 is just unacceptable. If you're the best player on that team, if you're an MVP, this is not a good performance you want to see out of Tatum. Um, A lot of stupid turnovers, too. We'll also bring that down. Um, Seven turnovers coming from Tatum. Some really dumbfounded passes that I just didn't understand why he would think that would make any sort of sense to just give the ball away like that. Very careless. Um, but they came away with the W. Um, this this is the first time the Celtics actually played their um, starting lineup all season where you had Tatum, Brown, Smart, Horford, and Williams. First time ever, no minutes restrictions. Everybody fully healthy. Team full strength. So going into this game, like many of like myself and others thought that, hey, listen, we we got this. This game should be easy for us. We are not the same team from the finals. Neither is the Warriors in this situation. With the record they have, they're only 20. I I forget. They're 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 sitting, they're like barely touching the playoffs right now, if it were to end today. But um 
the Celtics, the Celtics started off really good early in the game. Um, they were up 38 to 28 around the second quarter at a 10 point lead on the Warriors. It looked like they were taking the game away. They had the momentum, the energy. They're getting easy, easy, easy baskets down low in the paint, especially coming off of Al Horford with an easy 10 points early in the first quarter. He was the one controlling all. He made himself look like he was 27 again. You know, he looks like he drank out of the fountain of youth before tonight's game. And you could just tell he wanted to win this game. He wanted revenge. There was there was some unfinished business from Al Horford. And he came out and, and showed us. And I was... Uh, great performance. I mean, the stat line doesn't show it. But he went 14... 14 points, 10 rebounds, uh, 8 from 13 from the field, 2 for 5 from deep. Also coming along with 3 blocks. And 3 blocks may not seem like enough, but at the time of the game, those blocks were huge. They they um, gave the guard an energy, momentum, and the team rode, rode off of those um, blocks that Horford came down later in the stretch in, towards the end of the game. Uh, another one, uh, Robert Williams, 14 points, 11 rebounds. Size was a factor in this game. As we all know, the Warriors do not have size. They play small ball defense. They like to play small ball. Fortunately for the Celtics, we have big guys. You have guys like Robert Williams. You have guys like Al Horford that can um, crash the paint down low get those rebounds, those second chance points. And that was a big, big factor in this game. And I'll get onto that later on in the podcast. But another guy I want to mention, Jalen Brown returning, like I said uh, earlier, not a great performance from him either. Your two best guys did not have the best games. Six from 18, shooting below 50% from the field, 16 points, nine rebounds, and three assists. He was ice cold, Pretty much all game long, um, he just cannot take the lid off the basket in this one. Um, but, hey, he was the reason why they got into the overtime. Game-tying three-pointer. You can have the worst night of your life. You're making that shot to send the game into overtime. It doesn't matter what the rest of the game and how you performed. You brought us in. You got us into a space where, hey, you're giving the Celtics a chance to win. Ride the momentum ride that momentum going into overtime and they just steamrolled the Warriors in overtime and took control. And that was huge given the fact that you have home court advantage, but this team picked up the pieces as the game continued. Um, Another guy, Brogdon, 14 points, seven rebounds, two assists coming off the bench. We all know this guy is a six man candidate of the year right now. He is just producing Offense and defense on both sides for the Celtics. Um, couldn't ask for... You can't hate the guy, honestly. He does everything right. He comes in. He does his job. I I haven't seen a bad performance from Brogdon coming in in, in weeks. The guy is putting at least 15 points up for you in the last... Uh, uh, you know, well, 14 points in this game. But he's he's averaging you like 12 to 20 points a game. And coming off of the bench, that's all you need from a guy like that. And he makes smart plays. He doesn't turn the ball over either, 
as discussed in uh, earlier podcast, uh, going 46 and points and zero turnovers in the last two games, and a couple of big threes down the stretch from him. So again, production here out of guys you don't really see that carry the team into these um, carry the team to to these wins. Usually, you get that from Tatum and Brown. Now, I understand Tatum put up 34 points, but he was he was chucking everything up, and he also played 48 minutes in this game. He only sat once in the beginning of the first quarter. For the rest of the game, he played all the way through. And I don't know if that was a good idea or not because I don't know if it was fatigue that got to Tatum or he just he was getting frustrated out there that things weren't going his way. But nevertheless, um, Celtics got it done, and that was a good thing. Now, let, let, let me uh, – I brought this up earlier. Let me bring back to it. So who won the game here for the Celtics? Um, the Bigs and Brogdon. Those those are your those are your uh, MVPs of the game right here for the Celtics. You Robert Williams and Al Horford kept them in this game by getting those offensive boards because you had the size advantage down low in the paint, um, allowing for those second chance points. And even Draymond in the middle of the game, I remember he was mi- mic'd up. He was like, "Hey, hey, get those rebounds. Those offensive rebounds are the only thing that's keeping them in this game." And he's damn right. I have to agree with Draymond here. As much as he annoys me, he's damn right. Those those offensive boards in that game kept us in the game because the shots were just not falling for the Celtics in this one. They were not. I mean, it was just a poor shooting performance for mostly everybody in that game. And um, the bigs kept us in it. A lot of offensive, a lot of offensive rebounds. 18, 18 offensive rebounds, and uh, that came huge from both. Rob Williams and Horford. Um, Brogdon, again, he was the only guy that seemed to have that offensive flow, keep that energy when things were not going well for the Celtics, especially in the third quarter. Not a single shot was falling for the Celtics, and that's when the Warriors really took their lead in the beginning of the third quarter because we all know the Celtics are a completely different team when the third quarter happens. You go into the second half, they can't hit shit. Excuse my French. Um... But Brogdon, again, comes in, continues to play his game, not forcing any bad shots. He he adjusts his game how he sees it in live action. And nothing was falling. So you know what? He got he became aggressive and drove to the paint, got foul, got easy free throws. Because at that point, at that point, if nothing's falling, try to draw the foul, get to the line, get those points. Try to get your team in the bonus to at least have some sort of production in the offense because nothing was happening for the Celtics in this game. Um, and that brings up another point here. Um, takeaways. Free throws. Dear God. I, I mean, you want to talk about the Celtics stinking up the TD Garden last night. 22 for 30 from free throws. I mean, I was just disgusted. I it, Make your freaking free throws. It This this team is, is a well above average free throw team. And Brown, um, Tatum was the only one that went 12 from 12 from free throws. So kudos to him for the bad game that he was having. He was still automatic from the line. But Brown, Smart, Horford, uh, Derek White, all these guys, not just missing free throws. The Celtics could have won it in regulation time rather than going to overtime if you made at least... Uh, 
let's say you went 28 for 30, maybe 27 for 30. You still won the game right there. You won the game. Free throws matter, guys. It's the easiest thing in basketball. And and the Celtics, they they didn't care. They just they were shooting poorly at the free throw and everywhere else on the field. Um turnovers again. Smart and Tatum, terrible with the with the ball security in this game. Seven turnovers from Tatum, four from Marcus Smart. Um, Smart had some big turnovers towards the end of the overtime game. Uh, he Celtics Celtics got the ball. They they had control. They were up 118, 115. They were right there. They still had the lead. The game was pretty much over. Um, Tatum kicks it out to Smart. Smart makes a dumbfounded pass, easily turns it over, then gets kicked out to... Um, Dante DiVincenzo for an easy three. Boom. You're up uh, 121-118. Now, now it's a serious game because it's only one possession game. Tatum kicks it out to Smart again. Smart had many options there. He had Horford right in front of him. Could kick it to him. And you know what was crazy? All five of the Celtics were on in the... Um, the no one was over the half court line. Everybody was in the back. You don't have a single guy down the court. Ready for the ball, ready for whatever. Nothing. And 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 I just feel like the awareness from the Celtics towards the end, they just were not executing and closing the game correctly. What kept the game so damn close really should have been at least a 10-point blowout in overtime, but it only finished by three points. Given said that, Smart chucks the ball over to Brown to the point where it almost went out of bounds, thankfully for Jalen Brown's athleticism to keep that ball in play, to give it to Tatum, to seal the deal. But again, with the with the free throws and the turnovers, it, it's just the Celtics treated this game like a regular season game. I get there was some sort of um, mental cloud over them because, hey, this team eliminated us from the finals. We were two games away from winning it all. And obviously, men mentally, you have to go into this game different than you go into any other game in the season. And that just doesn't apply to the Warriors. If you're going up against teams like the Bucks, the Sixers, um, even the Nets, those are teams that are potential teams that are, I wouldn't say on the same level as you, but they're, they're right there. They can compete. They're not some... They're not like the Hornets. These are teams that can compete. They're going to make you run for your money. And if you're not awake and you're not aware or paying attention, you'll find yourself down by 10, 12 points like this. And I think the Celtics mentally did not treat this game like a playoff game because you have any of those games, any of, against any of those teams, you have to treat it like a playoff game. And given the fact that the Warriors eliminated them last season, from the finals, you would think the Celtics would have a little bit more chip on their shoulder, a little bit more girt to their game going into last night. But again, it was a finals. It, it was just a copy and paste of how the Celtics looked in the finals. Too many turnovers, forcing up shots, no flow on offense, could not stop the pick and roll on defense. I, I was not impressed, to say the least, with this Celtics game. But... Some great takeaways from it. The team is fully healthy again. So 
now we can really get the the ball rolling. No more injuries holding us back, whatever. We got to get Jalen Brown back in rhythm. Clearly, he was not himself since the last time we seen him against the Pelicans, dropping 41 points. Um, And that brings up question. If Was Jalen Brown even ready? Was he fully healthy going in this game? I did not see him move in any weird way or anything like that, but I just still feel like, oh, Warriors game. I have to play this game. I want to play this game. Rather than making the smart decision, let me just get a couple more days here, make sure I'm okay. I don't know. You can make the argument if his injury was rushed or not, but for me personally, given the fact of how, you know, Jalen Brown, I mean, yeah, he made the game tying three. He, he contributed a lot in this. The last thing you wanted to do is make an injury worse to the point where you're out for even an extended period of time. And that, and we've seen that in sports, athletes forcing injuries, play, trying to play, and it just makes the situation worse to the point where they're out in the, out for the rest of the season. And luckily, luckily, Jalen Brown got away with not aggravating anything. Um, uh, Derek White, Grant Williams, quiet performance from both of them. Not really a lot of production out of them this game, given the fact that um, Grant only played 11 minutes, and Williams played 17 still. These guys are so used to being a starter, given the fact of injuries. They were filling in roles for Jalen Brown, Rob Williams, even when Horford was out. So these these two guys, we've seen what they were able to do over the first half of the season with the injuries holding them back. And they were there. They produced. They did exactly what they needed to do and step up. But in this game... It, you wish that you had other guys step up coming off of the bench rather than just Malcolm Brogdon. You know, maybe Joe should have threw Peyton Pritchard in there for a couple minutes, see what he could produce for them because nothing was clicking to the point where Celtics just kept chucking up the ball till something went in. And that's just not how the Celtics play. We all know the Celtics are better than that. They are the best offense of all time for a reason so many so many things that needed to be addressed in this game and i think the celtics after this need to like sit down talk have a good practice figure things out before tomorrow against the raptors now they should they could have easily won this game if they continued to attack the paint they had 52 points in the paint this game when you have the size advantage take an advantage of it you have horford and williams i mean both of them combined 34 points, great. But when you got guys like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, especially Tatum with the size advantage he has on most of his um, small forwards, you can't you can't just keep chucking up threes or or trying to get a fadeaway like drive to the basket. Now, I understand people are going to make the arguments ref, ref, the referees were atrocious in this game. And I'm not going to pull that that card out saying, no, listen, we all know the referees were not, they did not officiate this game very well, especially towards down the end of the stretch. I mean, the ball that bounced off Jordan Poole's foot hit Jalen Brown when clearly, clearly it did not touch him at all. 
Then you had the play where where um, Al Horford gets fouled, or Al Horford fouls Andrew Wiggins towards the end of the end of the game for three points at the line when he didn't even touch him. A lot of bad calls in this game, and the referees just need to get better. At one point in the game, they didn't even know who the ball went off of. The referees were so blind, they couldn't even make a decision on who the ball went off of. So they said, screw it, let's just do a jump ball. It's unacceptable. It started counting the refs for these games because the, some some of these refs just, just come in and have a terrible officiating game. And I think they need to start cracking down on officiating in the NBA and in all sports. If referees are making these calls or or these game decision calls, they need to be fined because you can't have that in any sport, whether it's a regular season game, the NBA Finals, the NFL Super Bowl. I don't care what it is. Just It's just unacceptable. That being said, eight-game winning streak. Celtics get the revenge on the Warriors in an overtime thriller. Couldn't have been more happy about this game. Uh, Celtics face the Raptors on Saturday on the road in Toronto to continue their winning streak, hopefully stretching it to nine. The Celtics need to figure some things out um, in the meantime um, to get back to where they used to it because that was not their best game at all. But they got the job done. That's all that matters. A win is a win. And until then, go Celtics. I'll see you guys on Sunday.